Attention bourbon lovers, are you ready for a taste sensation like no other? Old Raleigh Distillery, recently awarded Best Micro Distillery in the U.S., invites you to experience the art of whiskey blending firsthand. Located just east of Raleigh in downtown Zebulon, the distillery specializes in premium, micro-batch bourbon, and limited-release whiskeys. Visit the tasting room Tuesday through Sunday to savor a wide variety of whiskeys, specialty cocktails, wine, and beer. And don't miss a chance to peek behind the curtain with a tour of the blending operation every Saturday and Sunday at 1 and 2 p.m. For more information and to plan your visit, visit OldRaleighDistillery.com. Follow on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Old Raleigh Distillery for exclusive updates and behind-the-scenes content. Old Raleigh Distillery, where every sip tells a story. Why did she feel strongly that there needed to be a completely dry bar in Raleigh? Going to a bar was always supposed to be a social activity, like not necessarily revolving around alcohol. You're listening to Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I'm your host, Gina Stevens. You may know Raleigh Magazine, but what you may not know is how we get our stories. It's all inside baseball. You'd be surprised what people will tell us. Our MO is telling stories no one else is telling. So this podcast is where you get the inside access to stories you won't read anywhere else. So let's dive into some of Raleigh Magazine's biggest stories. In our latest issue, our editorial team took a deeper dive on a movement that is dramatically changing the landscape of Raleigh's food and beverage scene. With me today is Associate Editor Lauren Crookton. She explored the spirit-free concept firsthand, going dry for a month while asking the question, is Raleigh ready and willing to support a completely dry bar? Lauren, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me to chat about my first dry January experience. Yeah. I know you didn't do dry January just for the story, but I love that you really experienced the sober movement and didn't just write about it. But before we talk about your experience, let's talk about the sober movement in general. I feel like this has been slowly growing over the last couple of years. You heard a little bit about it, you heard a little bit more about it. But in the last few months, I feel like everyone is talking about it in in some capacity. Yeah, I feel like especially recently, like there's always been non-alcoholic options at bars, but I feel like there's been even more and it's become like kind of a typical part of a conversation to have like, you know, a spirit-free outing like umbrella dry bars started having pop-ups recently i think that's been like a big push in the city at least locally but i think like just around the country like dry bars and stuff have become popular recently well i know years ago um i had a friend who wasn't drinking and so i was in total wine at north hills Mm -hmm. and i asked where the non-alcoholic beer was and they go oh that that one shelf over there (laughs) (laughs) And today, it's an entire section at Total Wine, and most grocery stores and places have a large section. So the the options and the choices, there are a lot more of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and not just wine. Like, I mean, Wegmans has, like, a bunch of non-alcoholic wines and um, beers, but also, like, alcohol-free spirits Mm -hmm. are huge. There's so many now. Right. Um, So this kind of started for us locally— when Killjoy in in 2020. Mm-hmm. I remember when G Patel um, called me, G owned it at the time, he called me and he said, I, we're gonna do a spirit-free bar. I said, a what? 
<laughs> and I, he goes, yep, no alcohol. And then, and as they were in the planning process, it, mm-hmm. you know, they were the first to have a, you know, dedicated, non-alcoholic, spirit-free menu. Yeah. But they also served alcohol as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something that Josh, um, who G partnered with, uh, now one of the owners, he's super passionate about having those options. And even, you know, today he said every time they come out with a new menu, like he really pushes his team to like make those non-alcoholic options, like just as enticing as the alcoholic ones. Well, and and Josh, who runs Haymaker and Killjoy, is um, doesn't drink at all himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, exactly. But he's really passionate about it. And mm-hmm. I know when we did our cocktail classic, I, he and I got to know each other. We spent a lot of time together yeah. <laughs> over the months leading up to that. But the drinks they were serving that night were really, really incredible. Yeah. Yeah. My boyfriend was drinking them all night. He said they were great. Yeah. But that was kind of the first spot that did it locally or really started to push it. Mm-hmm. And I want to give a disclaimer really quickly. We recognize that this is, isn't is a movement for many, and alcoholism is a disease that many are struggling with, addiction. Um, what we're talking about today is a lifestyle choice. And so that is a totally different topic, mm-hmm. and we want to be, you know, people to know that up front. So, you know, as I, I met Meg— Months and months before, she she was just starting to talk about Umbrella Dry Bar. I was at Mer- the Merchant one night, mm-hmm. and so I met her, and we talked a little bit about it. And I knew what she had in mind. I didn't know what it was going to actually, where it would end up and how it would work. But I have so many questions. <laughs> um, and we talk about this at the office. How do you, you've gotten to know her. You've spent some yes. time. You worked on the story. How do non-alcoholic or spirit-free bars control the age limit so that you don't yeah. end up with, no offense to anyone, I have kids, but 13-year-olds in there and having, you know, Shirley Temples or whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was one of my big questions when I first went and interviewed Meg at Umbrella was, it, is it 21 and up? And it's not. And her her whole thing is like, you know, there are going to be college kids that aren't of age, but that want to go out and like, we want to give them a place to like, have a non-alcoholic drink where they can, you know, feel comfortable going out, but not feeling like they have to have a drink. So kind of starting that early, but, um, yeah, they don't have an age restriction there at all. And before we go much further, okay. Umbrella dry bar. If for those of you who haven't heard much about it, it is located in the former cheaty space Garland. Yes. For former Garland space, former so Garland space in between Kings and Neptunes. Right. And as a side note, Kings just announced they're going to be back to opening seven nights a week with yes. programming and entertainment and trivia and speakers and all kinds of fun stuff. So that's a nice return. Yeah. It hadn't been open seven nights a week since before COVID. Yes. I that digress. area is going to be popping. Yes, it is going to be popping. <laughs> so I was just, yeah, I was curious about how they were going to manage that. Mm-hmm. I did hear that they're on a um, reservation basis. So it's not like a, you know, it's not like walking into Dram and Draft or Wilco, right? You don't just walk in and walk to the bar. So you can. Okay. I, like reservations are recommended. I know Melissa went there and it was like a Saturday and they were fully booked, but I went there after dinner one night and it, there was no one there. So I could, I sit at the bar or get a table pretty easily. So you don't have to have a, rec- a reservation, but they do recommend it. 
Okay, so the big question is, do non-alcoholic spirit-free cocktails cost the same as spirited cocktails? I think the price is definitely pretty equivalent, which kind of shocked me. Um, I mean, comparable to depending on where you go, which bar. But um, yeah, I mean, I would say Umbrellas and other places that I went to were up in that like 14, you know, 18, 14, 15 range. Yeah. Maybe like 13 on the low end, but I mean, that's still pretty comparable to like your average cocktail unless you go somewhere super fancy. Yeah. I mean, I guess you're still buying like spirit free liquor, but, and maybe that's expensive to buy. I'm not sure like right. wholesale, but yeah, the, the cocktails are pretty, pretty the same. One of the points Josh made to me and, and other people who are proponents of this, but said, you know, the whole thing about surviving as a completely in a bar mm-hmm. um, is you're heavy on juices and homemade, you know, fresh squeezed juices. Um, you're not as much of the, you know, alcohol, the liquor on the shelf and yeah. that those juices can expire if not used. So unless, you know, that'd be hard yeah. to, to not have some waste. Yeah, I do. You brought that up and I've been thinking about it. I do feel like that is probably a big setback and maybe they find some other use for it. I don't know. But yeah, you're definitely left with a lot of leftovers if you're not selling out every night. So in talking to Meg, why did she feel strongly that there needed to be a completely dry bar in Raleigh, as opposed Mm -hmm. to doing what Killjoy does, where if you and I go out and you're dry January and I'm not, you can have a drink and I can have a drink. Why did she go, why did she Mm -hmm. believe in this? Yeah. So she obviously doesn't drink, um, but she is also, it's just like a lifestyle choice. She was just like, I'm just, I just don't want to. Um, But her whole thing in having just non-alcoholic options is that there's no temptation for people who, you know, maybe are struggling and like don't want to drink, um, but are you know still dealing with that, so it it's literally that's the only option is a non-alcoholic beverage. So if if you're the friend that does drink and maybe maybe you don't feel comfortable there, and kind of the roles are reversed, but right. that's you know kind of a challenge for you to try something new and be comfortable not drinking. I know when I talked to her early on, there was a there was a time when they were thinking about having some cocktails that were maybe THC or mm-hmm. Delta Eight or that kind of thing. Are they moving in that direction currently? Um, last I talked to them, no, they don't have any plans on adding those anytime soon. Perhaps in the future, but for right now, they just want to do just solely the non-alcoholic options. Tell us about the atmosphere. I mean, mm-hmm. we go a lot of places. Yeah. <laughs> so equivalent, describe it versus a Wilco or a Dream and Draft in terms of the style mm-hmm. and the bar itself. Because I haven't been in there yet. I've yeah. seen the photos. It's very cozy and intimate. Like they have the booths, which is nice, and like the lounge area. I don't think like the vibe is similar to Wilco, but like kind of how it's set up. Like there's a bar, there's there's lounge seating. I mean, you have the booths, so that's different. But um but it has it's, an energy. It yeah, like it felt, you know, like a real bar when you go in there and I, I mean when I was there on like a random Wednesday, so there was like maybe 
five other people, but I would be curious to see it on like a Friday, Saturday night. Well, clearly Melissa couldn't get in. Exactly. She and her girlfriends were trying to get in to experience yeah. it and they were booked. Yeah. I think the energy is probably different in there on the weekends. I'd be curious to see what it's like then. A local icon since 1949 and where Raleigh comes to celebrate, savor, and enjoy. Village District is celebrating 75 years of tradition and taste. You can join the celebration for their 75th anniversary on Saturday, April 20th from 3 to 8 p.m. on Woodburn Road. Enjoy live music, pop-ups, a kid-friendly area, and the launch of their Village 75 beer, exclusively brewed by Standard Beer and Food. For more event details and other Village District happenings, you can follow Village District on Instagram at Shop Village District, visit their website at shopvillagedistrict.com, or sign up to receive texts by texting the word VILLAGE to 919-701-0202. Campbell University School of Law offers a wholly online or in-person two-semester patent law certificate program designed for technology executives, engineers, paralegals, and more. The deadline to apply for the patent law certificate program is August 1st, Learn more and apply at law.campbell.edu. Also in this issue, we did a little bit on, speaking of that, Groovewagon. Yes, so Groovewagon is um, Delta 8-based drinks. And it's locally produced, yes, locally created. locally produced. They've been around um, for a while, actually. Just, I think they launched during Hopscotch in like 2020 um, so they've been around, but I feel like this, this market is still, is really starting to ramp up right now. The whole THC mm -hmm. Delta eight based beverages so that you're starting to see them more and more. What's so funny about this story is this, I was sitting at the bar at Jay Alexander's with a client and, um, at Addison, who was a bartender, was a bartender there said to me, Hey, would you be interested in a story about a local company making THC canned drink? I was like, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, okay, when we're ready to talk, I'll let you know. Um, it was just a buddy of his who was doing it. And so mm -hmm. sit at the bar and got a great story idea. But yeah. you brought some cans back to the office. No, no, let me tell you. Let me tell you what she actually did. She went and did this story. <laughs> they gave her cans. And so I walked, we walked back in the office. I'm like, where are they? And she goes, I took them home. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just going to save them for myself. Yes, bring those back <laughs> to the office so we can try them. And we were doing a photo shoot for, I don't know, something. Uh, oh, our best bars cover with the R and the M and the whiskey in mm -hmm. the glass and Forrest Mason. Photographer yes. that we adore, for us. yes, was there. And so we popped one open and split it. Mm -hmm. He and I did to try it. You've tried them. What did yeah. you think? I, so when I was interviewing the founder, he, he kind of made it seem like you're going to like catch a buzz and get kind of high. And maybe you will after a few, but yeah, I had, I had one and it just kind of made me sleepy. Liz really liked it. Liz yeah. thought, "Ooh, I could do this." She liked the flavor. We didn't. Yeah. We didn't drink enough. We split one three ways just yeah. to see what it tastes like. But the funny thing, Forrest and I said the same thing. We both were like, "This would be really good with gin in it," <laughs> <laughs> which would be defeats the purpose, obviously. Um, we you get the best of both worlds. Yeah, I don't think I need the <laughs> best of both worlds. Going on. Cross buzz. <laughs> I can't imagine. Um, so I didn't drink enough of it. But Melissa mm -hmm. tried it as well, I think. Didn't yeah. She? I think we were both of the same kinda opinion. Where it's just kind of like mellow. Yeah. It's kind of mellows well, you out. That 
kind of makes sense with THC. Yeah. There are a lot of cities, though, that have gone the sort of N.A. bar route. Mm -hmm. You talked to Austin for research on this story. What did you find out? Yeah, so Austin opened the first N.A.-only bar in the country last year. It's called Sands Bar. And so I talked to um, Austin Monthly's editor-in-chief about it, actually. And she gave me a lot of, like, really solid, like, intel on kind of why they started. Their whole thing is, like, going to a bar was always supposed to be, like, a social activity, like not necessarily revolving around alcohol. So Sands Bar is all about, like, having events and, like, just being a fun social place where people can get together and, like, drink non-alcoholic drinks but not, you know, be buzzed or whatever, which I love, kind of love that idea. Right. Well, and I think it's come so far. The idea that if you, years ago, if you wanted to non-alcoholic, you either were drinking a Coke or club mm-hmm. soda or something. And yeah. sometimes they would put it in what looked like an iced tea glass and you felt like, okay, I'm obvious. You know, mm-hmm. not that y- y- anybody's trying to hide anything, but you just kind of want to fit in and just roll with the night. Right. Yeah. I mean, it take, there's definitely attention on you if you're like the only person drinking out of a glass like that. But right. now, like the options, I mean, an umbrella, you might as well be drinking a regular drink. Like it looks yeah. the same. Let's talk about your dry January. Yes. You not only did dry January, you did. I did Whole30 oh God. with it. So in addition to not drinking alcohol. Shoot me now. Shoot me <laughs> now. It's a terrible month. Well, and January is the longest, the coldest, the ugliest month of the year. You're coming off the holidays. Yeah. It's stressful. I'm not sure that would be the month to do it. I'm not sure when yeah. it would, but I get well, why people do it. I do think that coming off the holidays, though, I was just so exhausted <sighs> where it was like, I'm not doing anything anyway. And- I've eaten cookies for every meal for like two weeks. <laughs> like I've been to so many holiday parties and drank like every day. Like I feel like it was nice to have that kind of like refresh that month. But yeah, halfway through I was like, should have done February. <laughs> uh, so sh- at least a day or two shorter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which made all the difference. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, what was it like? I mean, specifically beyond the, you know, it being hard mm-hmm. as it went on. Socially, what was it like? So you had a girl for a friend's birthday in Charlotte, and you went out. You were the DD. I DD'd for the first time ever, <laughs> which is so funny. I'm 28, and that was the first time I DD'd. Um, That's not good. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. Um, but it, like, it wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. I definitely thought, like, going out to a bar, I'd be, you know, super uncomfortable and, like, oh, I'm the only person here who's not drunk right now. Um, my, my, one of my friends didn't drink with me. We just like had water and we were people watching and it was actually like kind of enjoyable. Okay. And then? And then all my friends wanted to go to Taco Bell at 2 a.m. And I was doing Whole30, so I couldn't eat anything. I had to drive them around and sit in the car while it smelled like cheese and potatoes. I was so jealous. That was definitely the hardest part. Yeah. Of the whole month. I'm sure. I'm sure. But in, in general, as it went on, um, you we actually had our best bars party, mm-hmm. which is always the last Monday in January. Um, yes. And the funniest site was walking. We did a partnership with Cook's Mill Whiskey, which if you haven't tried it, try it. It's great. 
But because we kept our awards party and our after party in the same location, we wanted to have sort of a transition. And so we did toast. Mm -hmm. Um, Lauren had a tray of shots walking around and you could just talk about somebody who had a frown on her face. (laughs) I I was trying to smile, smile. I I don't think I was frowning. I think you look like the girl who somebody took all the lollipops from. I think I was trying not to knock it over is what (laughs) it was (laughs) because it was so crowded in there and like people kept on bumping into me. That was not the easiest party (laughs) I remember the day of the party, Lauren goes, there are going to be some non-alcoholic cocktails at this event, right? And I was like, uh-huh. No. We had not, not. We had not worked that out. <laughs> I, I had two Shirley Temples. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I drink. Um, yeah, I will say not not that I, like, need to drink no. for best bars. Like, that's not what it's about. It's just about, a celebration of yeah. cocktails. And it would have been nice to, like, cheers and, like, toast all of them. Right. Um, so I do feel like kind of— Missed out on that. I think if I ever did try January again, I'd quit before Best Bar. <laughs> yeah. That's a hard event to, to work in, especially because it's a celebration of the bar community. Yeah, exactly. So tell me about places you went around town. You went a couple of places around town besides Umbrella. Yes. You- so I went to Dram. Dram has a great non-alcoholic um, cocktail section. There was this one tiki drink I had that Tasted like I was on the beach. It was delicious. Um, Whiskey Kitchen has some good options. I went. I went to Mofu for dinner one night. Ran into you. I did not have an alcohol, a non-alcoholic drink there, but they did have a lot of good-looking ones on the menu. Does Dram and Whiskey Kitchen both have on their regular menu? Is a non-alcoholic on the menu, or is it a separate menu? I know for Dram it is like year-round. I don't know if Whiskey Kitchen just had it for Dry January, mm-hmm. but I know that's kind of like a standard at um, at Dram now. I went to Kingfisher in Durham and had, they have this like bottled drink called a phony Negroni, which is like the best Negroni I've actually ever had, alcoholic or non. Um, You can buy them online, 10 out of 10 recommend. (laughs) They're very good. (laughs) My problem with it, and again, I don't know that I could do it, and I'll explain that why in a minute. But I'm not a cocktail drinker, meaning I don't mm. like. We went to dinner at Tamasha right before it opened. Yeah. And the three, I was with Liz and Melissa and Lauren, and they're like studying the cocktail menu and they choose. And I ordered a glass of Prosecco. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not, I've always said this, I'm a, I'm a person who gets about halfway through a cocktail and just wishes I had a gin and tonic or a glass of Prosecco. That's and I'm fair. not, I don't really like highly flavored drinks, mm-hmm. even if they're really good. And so I would struggle. Yeah, I have. There are a bunch of good, like new non-alcoholic wines. I had I had one bottle that was it was like a non-alcoholic sparkling rosé, and it was pretty good. There's this new brand that I know Umbrella carries that Josh was telling me is like almost as good as the real thing. Hmm. But I think there's there's better options. The non-alcoholic beer options taste. Um, I hate beer, but they you taste exactly both. like We're a beer. We're both the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think I need to figure out. I'm sure there's a non-alcoholic gin or light gin yeah. out there. Yeah, I'm sure there is. Worth checking out. Yeah, it would be interesting. Um, would you do it again? I would. Yeah, I think like especially after the holidays or like. 
like even, you know, maybe you just have a lot going on for like a week. If I had like a bunch of events in the row, like maybe I'd take like two weeks off from drinking or something. I said this the other day, I was teaching a media savvy class and I think like years and years ago, years and years, it was, you know, men on the golf course doing business. I think more today, I do more business with a client who says, let's get a drink this afternoon and and sign the contract or mm-hmm. I have a few questions. Can we grab a drink? Yeah. No one wants, most people don't want to have coffee and they're not looking to go to lunch, but they love a four o'clock, five o'clock cocktail. I love that. And I find my <laughs> schedule, it's not in excess, but there's a lot of that. Yeah. And we get in, invited to a lot of events. Yeah. I was at one last thing. night, a lot of Monday night events. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, celebration, NCRLA's yeah. celebration with lots of good food and good drink mm-hmm. off from around North Carolina. And so it's it's challenging to think about, I think I'm better off to look at it and go, I'll take three days off a week. Right. Yeah. Have or, you done dry January? No. Or would you? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I um I I don't think I would ever do a whole month. I, okay. I think I would easily do a couple. You know, I have friends weeks. who don't drink Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, or Monday, Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday, um, and try to put all their meetings. You know, th- mm-hmm. those kinds of things. Yeah. And then I have people who meet every day and have a drink every afternoon. So yeah, some people just have a glass of wine every night. Yeah. that's just their thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A couple of rapid fire things. Was there a cocktail you missed the most? I found myself drinking or missing wine. Really? Yeah. I miss, And that was the first thing I had uh, when I was done. Yeah. I just craved just like a nice glass of sparkling rosé. <laughs> That's interesting. I wouldn't, I usually see you drinking cocktails, so I wouldn't have thought about rosé. Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's what I wanted when I wasn't drinking. I think Taco Bell might've broken me that night. <laughs> I'm not even a big Taco Bell fan, but if I had already not been drinking and I can't. Yeah. Uh, funny story, really quickly. Uh, we order lunch right before we send the magazine to the printer the last mm. day. Nobody can leave the office for like 18 hours. So we're all there. I order lunch in and poor Lauren, her salad arrives. And of course, they didn't leave the cheese off. And yeah. she's like, I can't eat that. I would have eaten it. Lauren goes, nope. I'm getting in the car and driving it back up there, and they're going to make me another salad. I know that you was were trying. You played by the rules all the way through. I mostly played by the rules. Yeah, I, you're not supposed to have sugar, and I, I had sugar, but um, yeah, I didn't eat dairy or carbs for a whole month. Oh God, I would have been such a grouch. I feel like I was mm, a little I, bit. <laughs> okay, I think we all know. I think we all, really feel. I think we all knew that you were a little bit on the edge toward the end. Yeah, by the end, I was just so done. I yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I would do the whole whole thirty thing again. I think even just not drinking was. You know, I want to have like something. Yeah, so. you gotta have a vice of some sort. Exactly. So, yeah. cheers, cheers. This has been Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I hope after hanging out with us, you feel more like a Raleigh insider. You can find copies of our magazine around town or subscribe for $10 for 10 issues. We'd love it if you gave this podcast a rating and review and share it with your friends. This podcast was edited and produced by EarFluence. I'm Gina Stevens. We'll see you again soon.